Okay, so we finish off the topic of the uh, the guarantor of the loan, and he writes Ha'ar of Kablon. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. It seems like the guarantor was really in effect the the lender because he's standing behind this loan. He's going to pay it back. He's he's really in effect the one who's doing the chesed. Right. So why is it is it the halacha or is it the, the author here who shows so much favoritism to the lender over the guarantor by saying, for example, that they have to make sure that you don't have to first exhaust the remedies against the debtor before you can go after the guarantor. You can go over the debtor first before you even have to go after the debtor. Why is there this favoritism if the guarantor is truly making the loan, truly doing the chesed in this case? Not He's taking all the risk, not the lender. Why, don't they, why do we favor the lender so much over the guarantor in this case? Okay, so... Um well, I'll read you the, the note, which I was saving for the end, but we'll read it now. I'm part of it uh, now. So this is coming from the Sefer called the Peleoites, in terms of why uh, we put the responsibility on the, uh, the guarantor rather than on the lender, as you said. So besides the fact that there's different levels of guarantor, of being a guarantor, regular RF, RF uh, uh, Kablan, RF Shluftutz, which we're not even discussing over here, but he says, So he's quoting for the Peleoites, that in the event that there's a circumstance in which somebody issued a loan, there was a guarantor, and then the borrower defaults on the loan, can't make good on the, uh, the loan, and the lender goes to the guarantor and says, listen, you guarantee the loan, uh, you got you to pay up. And the guarantor gives the lender all sorts of difficulties. Maybe I don't have to pay, did you exhaust all your, you know, the, the options to collect from the borrower, all of those things. So what the guarantor says to the way the Peleoites writes, what the, guarantor, what the lender says the guarantor is, he says, what were you doing getting involved in guaranteeing a loan in the first place anyways, if you're not going to, fall, if you're not going to follow through on it? Because if it was just me and the borrower, I wouldn't have loaned the money, because he doesn't have much money. So I only did it because you said that you're willing to stand behind him to guarantee the loan. And now that you're not paying up on the loan, you're trying to get out of uh, paying back when, when the borrower can't pay back. So it turns out that you did your favor, a friend, uh, you did a favor for your friend or my friend by making sure that he got a loan to my detriment because now I loaned the money on your, on your trust and now you're not following through and now I'm out the money. Why would you go ahead and do so? You're not allowed to go ahead and give favoritism to this person over this person. You should have just not gotten involved altogether if you weren't going to follow through. And whatever it is that you should have taken a mashkon, and therefore he, uh, the, uh, the lender has a right to be very resentful towards the guarantor for doing that because really ultimately it was on his, uh, it was on, uh, on his watch. But once he made the commitment, so then that's why the, the loan was issued, and that's why we expect him to go ahead and follow through. Yeah? The, then he presents an opposite type of scenario, and then he concludes, which I think is very important. This is the part which I really marked on the side. He says, So you should follow the, the, uh, the following rule in the event that you want to engage in business in honesty. Bemuna. Don't go ahead and stand on principle. Don't go ahead and invoke the letter of the law to your benefit. 
but you should do what's right. Those two things are not necessarily, again, we're not going to go into a whole discussion of that, but there's Yashrus, and then there's what you have the rights to, and you should also, pursue, you should always pursue Yashrus, rather than technically what your rights are. Ubaze, and if you approach business from a Yashrus perspective, not expecting other people to be Yosher, but <laughs> the, the, the expectation is on yourself, that you'll behave in a Yashrus manner, so then you'll find favor in the eyes of God, you'll find favor in the eyes of man, but if you're going to go ahead and start getting technical about everything, so then you'll make a lot of enemies and whatnot. Okay, now he says, just to finish off these uh, halachas of the Arif, Says, so somebody who accepts upon himself to guarantee a loan as an Arav Kabbalah should understand that he is taking responsibility as if he is the borrower himself. And he should not go ahead and try and get out, try and wiggle his way out of it, the responsibility to repay the lender if, uh, if the, the, the lender asks. And one should not agree to guarantee a loan unless you're prepared to pay. And there are, you know, gemachs here in Chicago where the, uh, the borrower asks, uh, you know, to borrow some money, and the gemach will say, I need two arevs, I need two people who are going to guarantee the loan, and the, the gemach will call up those two guarantors and say, listen, you're going to be an arv kablan in the event that I call the borrower once and he doesn't pay, I'm coming after you. So just know right, right away that I will come right after you, and you have responsibility for that loan, and don't, ex- don't agree to do this unless you're prepared to pay. So he makes sure that they understand what they're getting themselves, uh, that what they're getting themselves into. Then he says, also a very important idea, not so much in terms of the Ariv, but in terms of Ribis, he says, So I go ahead and I go to the bank for a, a non-Jewish bank, and I need to borrow money with Ribis. And then they say, listen, look at your credit. <laughs> your credit and your employment history, we need a guarantor on this loan to go ahead and make sure that they're going to come through. Usually nowadays they call it a co-bower, but either way it's going to be, it's going to hold true. So Hagam Malva, which is the bank, Hugoi, so even though my loan from the bank is from a non-Jew, and there's no issue of ribis over there, it's still going to be prohibited for a Jew to guarantee and certainly to co-borrow with me. Where the Jew, the, the borrower, is going to be uh, uh, borrowing that money with ribis. And it's necessary in a case that somebody's going to co-borrow a loan and somebody's going to guarantee a loan between a non-Jewish bank and a Jew. So before doing so, so you want to speak to Rav to make sure that you have a heter iska in place for that, because in the event that the borrower actually ends up not paying, and they go after the co-borrower or they go after the guarantor, so that creates a lender-borrower relationship between the guarantor and the actual borrower, and then if Ribis was paid over the course of that loan, so then that's going to be a, it's going to be a, a problem for the guarantor to go ahead and recover that. So whenever you're going to go, if a parent is going to go co-sign on a loan with a child in order to get a mortgage, so you want to make sure that from the outset, the best thing to do is from the outset to make sure that there's a heter risk in place and that will avoid any potential ribis issues. And those ribis issues usually end up uh, or potentially lead to a breakdown in shalom bias. Certainly that would not be a, a, a good thing. Thank you.